You're listening to DraftKings Network. The Bike Riders is the motion picture event roaring into theaters June 21st. I built this club out of nothing. Inspired by true events, USA Today hails the Bike Riders as a must-see summer movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starring Jodie Comer. The club is changing. Austin Butler. Is that who we are now? And Tom Hardy. This is our family. Outsiders become legends. The Bike Riders. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Written and directed by Jeff Nichols. Only in theaters. June 21st. Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mike Golick. God bless football and our new batch of millionaires, Mike EA. <laughs> God bless football, Stugats. Yep. Uh, let's start with the uh, the richest of them all, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Not even the up. NFL draft. Yeah. We need to get to Lamar Jackson and we need to get your thoughts, Mike. Because we have not spoken to you since the Jets uh, made it official with Aaron Rodgers. And he did it in a Jets hat, Jets press conference, all the things that I was waiting for, he finally did. But before we get to the draft, and there were plenty of surprises. Will Levis is still available. Um, Hendon Hooker is still available. The Colts, I think, were the most surprising team, taking Anthony Richardson as far up in the draft as they did. But... Your thoughts, Lamar Jackson, a lot of people, myself included, criticized him for not having an agent, and today he has the uh, the richest contract in the history of the NFL, Mike. Well, I mean, th- this one ended up, guys, how exactly, and I said it, you know, on God Bless Football, I, I said he's going to end up back in Baltimore. You know, as soon as you, you, we found out he really didn't have any suitors for a guaranteed contract because... Whether, again, the owners colluded, as I said, they didn't need to collude to know they didn't want to do what Haslam did. So they they didn't even need to tell each other, hey, let's not do this. They weren't going to do it, and they didn't. Now we have two more. One thing I did say is there will be a quarterback eventually that will get to $200 guaranteed. So we have Burrow and Herbert left. They might get there, but they're not getting fully guaranteed deals, and I don't even think they're trying for him anymore. I mean, this whole... Everything was kind of thrown on Lamar Jackson to get this, and he was trying to get this. Probably would have been talked out of it by an agent a while ago that he wasn't going to get it, but it took a while, but he ended up right back where I thought he was, and you're right. So think about real quickly, people say, oh, God, the agent, what are you worried about the agent? Well, 
we're talking about monopoly money anyway, but let's do some quick math, okay? So he's doing like, uh, you know, look at Jalen. Jalen got, or no, Lamar got 185 guaranteed with injury. So let's just use that number. Right. So normally you pay an agent, three, say 3%, all right? So 185 million at 3% is what? So it's about 1854 and another about 5.55 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's right in that area. So that's what he saved. Some people might say, well, man, he probably could have gotten more than that had he used an agent and made up for that $5 million. But But basically, that's what he saved, and he did it by himself. So we'll give him that. The one thing I do like about the deal is the fact, you know, he's going to be a free agent before Jalen Hurts. Lamar's deal is a five-year deal starting now. Jalen is a five-year extension with the last year of his rookie year. Uh, still has to play. So he's got his is really a six year long deal before he can hit free agency if, in fact, he does. And Lamar, five years. So I, I think once the Jalen Hurts deal got done, that was the floor for, for Lamar and said, basically, it turned out to be give me a little bit more. Five mil more in guaranteed, five mil more in total. And boom, we're done. You know, we're going back and we're going to be in Baltimore. I think the agent could have saved him some time, some headache, uh, yeah, and perhaps yeah. gotten him. Because let's be clear, what Lamar was seeking, Lamar did not get. He did a great job for himself. Yes, um, he did. And you're right, he did save that that 3% that he normally would have paid an agent. Uh, but he didn't get exactly what he wanted, Mike. He did not. Oh, no, he did not. He wanted to be the first, you know, first right. long-term guarantee. Because we have to remember, Kirk Cousins got a three-year 84 fully guaranteed, but we're talking about, you know, the Deshaun Watson $230 million deal that he was using as a precedent and owners were using as an outlier. So that's going to be the only, I guess, I guess we're going to have to quantify it because there, I think there will be shorter fully guaranteed deals, but let's say this is going to be the only guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract over $200 million. Maybe, I mean, maybe we'll get there. At some point, we may get to a, you know, a five-year, three hundred million dollar deal with two hundred million dollars guaranteed. But I don't think ever that fully guaranteed deal. But yeah, he didn't get what he wanted. But listen, a lot of people, no one's going to look at him and say, "Oh man, he really got screwed." Now he has to go back to Baltimore. <laughs> I right. mean, no. And and all, like I said, all that. If there in fact was bad blood when he said trade me and they couldn't work anything out, as I said all along, it's amazing how sturdy <laughs> money is to build that foundational bridge back to you know back to happiness again. <laughs> right. When you get your money and they get their quarterback, yeah. it's amazing yeah. how quickly <laughs> Kumbaya, baby. Let's hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> Best friends again. It is so funny. Um, exactly. And then the Ravens, Mike, they've done a good job because Odell Beckham Jr., they signed right. a while back. But in this draft, they go out, they get him a wide receiver uh, in Zay Flowers. Billy, our guy, Zay Flowers, going to play uh, with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, man. How about us, by the way? Five for five. <laughs> Everyone that we interviewed in the last two days drafted in the first round. Yeah, and that's all. Should have come on the show. Yeah, we'll let you come on the that's show. Columbus. That's yep. exactly what went wrong with him. He right. didn't come on the show. <laughs> the, the, the two surprising ones. The two surprising ones there is we're going to get to the draft. Will Levis and Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, not going either. So yeah. if you didn't have him on the show either, that's a that's another one. But Baltimore, yeah, listen. Uh, and they also picked up Aguilar as far as the offseason uh, as well. So, I mean, as we're going to get to the uh, the Jets, Aaron Rodgers has to be looking at Baltimore and say, look what they did for him. You know, and, <laughs> and I was waiting for the Jets to do it. And they didn't even do it. And Aaron had to be going, what the hell? Same thing happens in New York. That happens in Green Bay. But, uh, yeah, Baltimore is set up nice. That division, uh, you know, if Deshaun Watson can get back to anything close to what he was. I've liked that team. We know what Cincinnati is. And we'll see with Pittsburgh, you know, how long it takes them to come along. They they faded a little bit last year. Mike, you hosted the uh, the draft show along with Junior for uh, for DraftKings. And so what were your takeaways? That's the first round kind of unfolded here. We'll get to Will Levis. We will get yeah, to what the yeah. Texans did. I think a lot of people feel like the Eagles had a very good draft for obvious reasons. Uh, and we will get to uh, your boy, Michael Meyer. Uh, not getting selected in the first round. Uh, but what were your, uh, Mayor? 
Mary. Is that what you were yeah. mouthing to me, Mikey? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but what were your overall thoughts? Is the uh, the fr- Meyer, Mayer, tomato, tomato play like the second rounder today? But what were your uh, what were your overall thoughts of lashing out of the poor kid? What were your overall thoughts as the first round unfolded? Okay, let me take a deep breath yeah. so I can get all this in. First and foremost, I- I'm kind of split with Houston. I love what they did from the standpoint of the talent that they brought in. So there was a choice for Houston, right? Because we started hearing the rumors, you know, are they not going to take a quarterback at two, which I thought was ridiculous that that they absolutely would. But if you're going to start to mess around, you have a lot of holes to fill. So that's when you think about trading back to get more acquisitions to fill those holes. They took CJ. Now, when you're dealing with a quarterback, throw all that out the window. Right. If you if you had the grade on a quarterback that you have a franchise one, then you take them. And they did with CJ Stroud. So good move. But then the trade with Arizona and then the trade back up again uh to get to to get to three. Or the trade with Arizona to get to three, I should say. It was Arizona who traded again to move up. Um to to get then Will Anderson. I mean, my God. So I love the picks, but they gave up picks. They gave up assets to do it. And it's a team that needs volume. You always want quality, but you need volume quantity as well. So, And I had said this all along through. It all depends on the draft grades that you have for these guys. So their grades on Stroud and Will Anderson had to be very, very high to say we're willing to do that, give up other assets because we think – uh, these guys could be important integral parts in our team. So that was that was the decision they have to make, and that's the decision they made. So and they got two of the most high price, high value guys in the draft. So I I love what they did. Go out and get the the Houston Texans fans have to be ecstatic and and new coaching staff, kind of new start. You start it with your we'll hope your franchise quarterback, a great edge rusher, and here you go. The two surprising moves, and and I absolutely need to preface this by saying I love the two players and in a vacuum I, I I love that they run that they catch and this has nothing to do with taking a running back in the first round I have no problem with it when a team wants to do that but I just don't know about the fit John Robinson goes to Atlanta at eight and Jameer Gibbs was even shocked they had to look around I think for a Detroit hat you know <laughs> to, because when he got picked uh, at 12 for the Lions so the reason I say it, I mean, the Falcons last year were third in the league in rushing at 160 yards a game. Now, that included Marcus Mariota. Take Marcus's numbers out, and they're still a top-10 rushing team. With Algiers and with Patterson uh, running the ball, they had other holes to fill. This is another team where they, they need some quantity as well. I thought they should have gone on the defensive side of the ball. Again, absolutely nothing against Bajon Robinson. I think he's going to be excellent. And then for Jameer Gibbs, same thing. Jameer Gibbs catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. But for Detroit, their their defense was bad. They needed help on the defensive side of the ball as well. They have they brought in Montgomery from Chicago. They had DeAndre Swift as well at running back there. So I was a little surprised that that's – I thought they would go tight end uh, or even that early. I thought they'd go on the defensive side of the ball. So those picks were a little bit of a head-scratcher to me. Mike, I think your point with the running back position is a guy like Brees Hall, who was great for the Jets before he got injured, went in the yes. second round, was picked like number yep. 36 last year in the draft. It seems like you could find running backs uh, just about anywhere that you don't need to take one in the first round. That I'm with but you on the, that, it, you know? Unless you unless you have – you're in position for a luxury pick. Like, like, listen, if all the edge rushers and Jalen Carter were gone by Philly at 10 – I had said Philly should take Bijan Robinson because they lost Miles Sanders and they need that compliment with Jalen Hurts. But that was kind of a luxury thing. I would think it would have been great. Now, again, I think these guys can be productive with their teams. I just didn't know about a fit. I thought they had, I thought they had other needs that they needed to fill. So those, again, were probably the shocking things you saw. We knew that we were going to get the offensive tackles. We had five go. It was a late kind of run on the receivers. I think what the first one went at 20 yeah. and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, but then you went, you know, 20, 21, 22, 23. You had four in a row. All our uh, guys. Yeah. So all those guys finally went, but they went a little later. And then obviously, you know, Will Levis sliding out of the first round. 
Michael Mayer not go, not being the first tight end, but that was iffy anyway because of Dalton Kincaid. It was between the two of them. They're different types of tight ends, but he doesn't go in the first round at all. So those are two of the biggest surprises to me. Mike, if you believe in the two players or three players, really, you selected, here's the problem with what Houston did. And Mikey, I asked a, good, a, a very good question in the chat here. Did they overpay? Because we have McShay telling us this was not a very good, talented draft. And you have three guys from this draft who are on your roster, and you're depending on those guys to be the guys that turn around your roster, you know? Yeah, you are. But the, but right. it, it it had to start with a quarterback. You can't You're right. I'll say I'll say again, as long as you have that grade on him that says we believe he's a franchise guy, you can't not take a quarterback when you have no quarterback. So that was a no-brainer at two to me. Then the, the the move to get Will Anderson, I mean, Rio Ryan's got to be pretty happy about that one as a former linebacker to work on the defensive side of the ball. That's what I'm saying, Stu. They needed quantity. You always right. want quality, but they needed quantity, but they felt these two's grades were just too too good to pass because they, they did give up a lot of assets for it. All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get into the big surprise of the draft, a quarterback not selected in the first round, and a quarterback a lot of people felt like was taken too high in the first round. We'll get Golok's thoughts on it next. Since the dawn of mankind, we've cooked our food over an open flame and debated the best way to grill. One thing not up for debate, grilling and beer always go together. And not just any beer will do. Whether you barbecue Texas style or just celebrate Wednesday with burgers and dogs, you need a beer that tastes great and is less filling. So you have more room for food. You need Miller Lite. It's spring slash summer. It feels almost unbearable. You need a cold drink in your hand to just cool your whole body off. Just getting the chills thinking about it. Guess what? Miller Lite not only does that, but Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, tastes as great as your barbecue. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. All right, we'll get to Mikey A. He's back to being a Jets fan. I'm very excited about that. I didn't like the feeling I had last night of not caring about the NFL draft for the first time in my life because we have Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that feeling. (laughs) You can make a mistake now and then. It doesn't matter. We have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mike, the big surprise by far uh, is not that Anthony Richardson was taken in the first round, a lot of people thought Anthony Richardson would go in the first round. It's where he went in the first round, and he went to the Colts at uh, at number four. So uh, what were your thoughts there? He only started a handful of game uh, games for the Florida Gators. Gator fans wanted to see a lot more of Anthony Richardson. Talented kid, uh, really, really enhanced his stock, his own stock, at the scouting combine. Uh, your favorite event, Mike. But what were your thoughts oh. there with uh, with Richardson going to the Colts? So if the Colts were going to take a quarterback, I had Richardson as my third quarterback over Will Levis. So that move didn't surprise me um, because he, he's not going to be a plug-and-play guy. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, as soon as they show up on campus, you give them the ball and say it's your team because that that's where they are. Um, as far as Indianapolis, you know, they did bring in Gardner Minshew, who was, who's had some starts and he's done well. You know, he's going to be that bridge guy, and, and he knows it because he's been there before. So if anything else, he's, he continues to audition for other teams if he's not going to stay there. I, I Listen, I like Anthony Richardson. Uh, he has a high ceiling, but you still have to kind of cross your fingers. And again, most of the things you're going to say to the to the negative side of him have to do with the fact of experience, okay? I mean, you, you you not only have to read defenses and make decisions and throw into windows in college, but now go to the NFL, and all that all those things about the NFL are true. Every player is good. Everyone's, you know, bigger, faster, stronger, and the play is just bet, much better. So you have to make a decision quicker, pre-snap, post-snap. You have to make a, a better throw into a tighter window and the right read. So it's going to take reps for him in practice in the film room and then in practical application on the field 
to learn those things so they become habit. Because what happens with a guy who's as athletic as he is, when they go into, and even when he goes in early on, he's going to trust his legs more than his arm, and he's going to take off before he should. But <laughs> wait till you see him take off, you know, and, and what he could possibly do. Uh, I'm excited to see. I, I am, unlike Trey Lance, who we didn't know a lot about, and San Francisco gave up a lot to get him to, to pick him up at number three. I was unsure about that one and watching him about what he might do at this level, and we still don't know, and it's not his fault. It's because of injury. When I look at, at Anthony Richardson and say, okay, 13 starts, you know, he's not going to play right away, I, I am way more excited as to his potential and what he can do once, you know, he start, he gets the reps and is a little more comfortable. So I had I, I really didn't have a problem with the pick. As long as you know going in, it's not going to be a right-away thing. Uh, Billy, were you surprised by uh, by Anthony Richardson? I, I I thought Levis would go first. I was kind of surprised that he went as high as he did. I mean, it seemed like we were trending that way, that someone was probably going to take a chance on him. But at number four, I think surprised some people. Yeah, that's such a nursing well, move, it, though. It, it, it's high because normally when you think of a draft pick, you look at all these early draft picks, it's like plug and play. Again, quarterbacks, the difference. Uh, Stroud and Young are plug-and-play, but with Richardson, you're not going to do that. So I think that's why a lot of people go, well, wait a minute. You know, you have a pick at number four. You know, why not get a player that can impact right away? But but as always, when you're talking about the quarterback, you throw all, all conventional wisdom out the window. I wonder if the Colts had taken Will Levis, if Richardson would have fallen the way Levis did. I don't think he yeah. would have. I think somebody would have come back to get Richardson. Agreed. The Absolutely agree. Absolutely yes. agree. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Mike, I kind of like what – now, Seattle, a lot of people question them taking a, a wide receiver uh, with their second pick, but I do like what they did in the first round here. I like both those players, Mike. Oh, I do too. Uh, we're talking about – Witherspoon uh, uh, and – And Smith and Jigba from, from, yeah. from Ohio State, who I yeah. love. How great is it when you can basically be hurt your entire last year in college? He he pulled a hammy against Notre Dame in game one and, and did not play a lot through the year, but still be the top wide receiver taken in the draft. I mean, it, it's amazing. Crazy. I'm telling you, Mike, had he not gotten injured, a lot of people felt yeah. like he was a top five, top ten pick. That's why I like what the Seahawks did. I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised the run on wide receivers started at 20. I thought it would start a little higher, but there were a lot of teams with defensive needs, and you saw – you know, those cornerbacks going or that offensive line as well. I'm a listen, the cornerback class, I can't wait to see where these guys are because that's what you have to do in a draft. If you have to wait a couple of years to see what you're going to get. But I mean, between Witherspoon, uh, Forbes, and Gonzalez, you know, and uh, Deontay Banks, I really like the kid out of Maryland. It was the strength of the draft, Mike. That's what everyone said. Yeah. That and offensive tackle, because you had five go in the first round. You had four go in the first 14 picks for offensive tackle. But, yes, I'm a huge Witherspoon fan, the kid out of Illinois. Lockdown corner, good, pretty good-sized kid. Uh, so I like him. I mean, what a difference. And then you go to a guy like Emmanuel Forbes for Washington. They take him. This dude's 166 pounds. He's small, but he right. had six pick sixes in college and 14 picks overall. So – I just love this cornerback class. So, yeah, uh, even though Seattle passed on a Jalen Carter, and, I mean, the Eagles just walked into it with what happened. But I do like Witherspoon, and it was a definite need for Seattle because their defense was awful. Mike, you know what else it displays? Geno Smith, we believe in you. We're not going to look for your replacement. We're going to build a team around you. You had a good year. We believe in you. Here's a cornerback. Here's a wide receiver. Go out and do it again. I like that. There's a pressure on Geno Smith, you know? His what and what they did for him, I mean, incredible. So you have Lockett and you have Metcalf, and now you now now you have uh, uh, Smith and Jigba. I mean, come on. It's, it, they, they got they gotta get the running game going. Their 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 rush offense last year was in, in, in the area of 18-19, something like that. So they gotta be able to to run the ball better. Uh, so we'll see Mike, they got the kid out of Michigan State a year ago. He's fantastic. Yeah, but what, what, what? Yeah, they did. You're right. You're right. Um, yes. The the wait till, uh, but but the, the the gifts they got for Geno Smith were absolutely incredible. 
So, you know, good on them. I, I like that move a lot. Yeah, who you're talking about, Trey. Kenneth Walker, yes. uh, the running back. Had was really good. He, he was really good. But, again, they were 18th in the league running the ball. So, I mean, that that's their, you're in the lower half uh, of rushing the ball. So, if you could even that out a little bit with what could be a great passing game, what we thought about Seattle last year that they were rebuilding, Geno plays out of his mind. They have a good draft. Who knows where they're going to go now? It'd be interesting. Not to bring this back to Aaron Rodgers, but he's on Please a new team now. He's supposed to be happy. Do you think he sees what the Seahawks have done for Geno Smith and thinks, <sighs> if only once the Packers did this for me, this could have ended the right way? Billy, I I was thinking that last night. And then, remember, by the this time they right. picked at, thir- at, what, uh, at 15, none of the wide receivers had been taken. Now, I can see them not going – the only old linemen left at that point, all those tackles – and remember, some of those tackles you could kick down to guard. They had the versatility. But four of them were gone before right. the Jets picked. The only one left was Anton Harrison, who won 27 to Jacksonville. So I thought they would shift maybe to a wide receiver now to pair with, with Garrett Wilson. Um, and they didn't go down that road. So while McDonald, the player, again, I like. Um, I, I was surprised at the timing of that. But one thing you can never have enough of, and we had this in Philly with that that D line that we had. San Francisco, not the last, you know, when they were in the Super Bowl last time, their D line. When you have depth and you can rotate at the defensive line, when you're rolling in guys that only have to play 35, 40, you know, 50 at the most plays a game, going against old line and our good players going against old linemen who are playing 70 plays a game, you know, that's that can be a real, real positive. So talking to a bunch of Jet fans, do you read into them not taking a receiver thing? You know what, DeAndre Hopkins, is this going to happen? Well, yes. well we start, we're, we're starting to hear now that Arizona, and, and I don't blame Arizona, <laughs> keep him. I mean, he, I don't know why you would trade him away. I don't know why you would trade him away. So I don't him. think they should. Uh, yeah, I know Aaron wants him, but hell, hell, Arizona should want him. You got a left tackle to protect. Kyler Murray now in Paris Johnson. I don't know why you would trade him at this point, but boy, that would be a great get, obviously, if the Jets could do it. But yeah, I don't think there's any doubt Aaron's going again, again, no no wide receiver coming my way. And it's not like there weren't any good ones available. They were all available by the time the Jets picked. Were you guys rooting at home or in studio wherever you were, like a lot of people were at home, saying, God, I hope the Packers take a wide receiver with the first pick? Uh, Billy, because... I thought that I thought for the rest of the time the Packers would just take wide receivers with their oh first pick. God. Like for the remainder of time. But taking a defensive tackle out of Iowa just shows Aaron, hey, it wasn't just you, man. We That's do this to every yeah. quarterback. <laughs> this, this was the program. This wasn't you. Yeah, they take Lucas Van Ness. Who was it? Who played end and edge at Iowa? Uh, but he can be that guy that can kind of slide down inside and nickel uh, if they want him to. But yeah, uh, I, I thought the same thing. I thought for sure. Again, when they picked, all the wide receivers were available as well, and they didn't go down that road. So hey, that maybe the wide real. receivers just aren't that good. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I like, them now, like a lot of them. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, a, a few of them are slots, you know, as we understand. But still. Yeah, you guys, you guys put them in the first round. Well done. Yeah, uh, Mikey, yeah, you were glowing two days ago, and now you're an absolute wreck. What is happening with you? I mean, the Jets, the Jets reminded me why we're like the the only thing they couldn't take in this draft was an outside edge rusher because uh, they had six of them. They oh, had six up. guys who could do that. And you know what? You know what it seemed like to me. You ever see the movie Miracle on Ice? Yeah. There's a moment at the end where the Russians don't know what to do losing. And Kurt Russell turns and he goes, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. The Jets are in win-now mode and they don't know what to do. It was a panic pick to take that guy. Who, right. who would you have taken, Mikey? Where would you have gone there? You could have literally, you could have taken the wide receiver and said, hey, Aaron, here's another weapon. You could have taken a tight end and said, right. here's another weapon. You could have taken a defensive tackle, of which you have two. You could have, ta- you could have taken a safety, a linebacker. You oh, another offensive lineman. You could have reached for one. I get that they probably wanted the offensive lineman, and he wasn't there because the Patriots yeah. do what they do. I, I, what yeah, I think I think that was the big thing. I think they would have taken an old lineman. They did have forty five sacks last year. Uh, they had multiple players with decent amount of sacks. Uh, we know their defense is really good. Again, I I I ne- I don't mind 
adding depth to a D-line because it is a huge, huge positive. But when you have other needs, and I thought they did have other needs they could have they could have addressed there. So I, I I agree with you. Again, it's not on the player. I like the player. It's always the fit we're talking about. Mikey mentioned the the uh, the Patriots. How do the Patriots always do it? How do they trade down and still end up with Christian Gonzalez? It's amazing. Uh, it, it, that's why, no matter what, even as last year was going on and and there was no offensive coordinator, we're we're head scratching at all the moves, and it turns out we we're all justified because they were weren't very good last year. Is the fact that 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 you give Bill Belichick the benefit of the doubt, right? I mean, as we were sitting there doing the show, you know, Charlotte Wilder was with us, and we were asking about bold predictions earlier in the draft, and she said she basically knows it's not bold, but New England's going to trade down. That's what they do, and they're going to they're going to win. And boom, she was right. They trade back. They end up getting an excellent quarter in Gonzalez. So. That's Bill, man. Bill's been doing it for years. Bill has a hardware to show for it, and he gets it done. Now, they got to obviously get better on the field, and we'll see how the whole Mac Jones, Bailey, Zappy quarterback uh, uh, competition turns out. Uh, but that, so that, that's going to be a real issue for them. Uh, Mike, the Jets could still get the tight end out of out of Notre Dame. Uh, Mingo still available. Christian Watson was a second round pick. I mean, listen, you know, stop. Uh, you're stressing me out. I want to be able to enjoy the fact that we have Aaron Rodgers. Like enough. Like, what are you doing oh, to no, me? You, no, you should listen. You, you should be fine. I, I would nice. not worry about that. Just hang in there. You're okay. I'm, uh, I'm you know, fine. You, have, you, you mm. do have him. You got Lazar. You have Wilson. Um, yeah, so I, but, and I agree, you can get obviously second, third round talent that could step in and play right away. We see it all the time. Right. So there's still available players out talent. there. You know, what'd you say? <laughs> they just drafted second, third. I mean, talent. seriously, I, I, I mean, she, we spent 40 years complaining about every single draft. Can we, we have Aaron Rodgers. Well, you have to separate. You got Aaron Rodgers. It was a great move, but now we're talking about the draft and the draft, the, the draft pick that was a, it was a little iffy. So I, I mean, you can you can separate the two. Overall, you should still be happy, but you're preparing for that draft and that first round pick, and you know everybody you think it's going to go one way, but they obviously have a plan. Again, they don't give a, give a damn what we think. You know, they have a plan. They have their grades, and come again, come tomorrow. Or or Sunday after all seven rounds are over, every team is going to say we got exactly the guy we want. <laughs> is there any scenario where the Jets didn't go to Aaron Rodgers and say, "Hey, this is who we're taking"? You good with it? Any scenario? No. Thank no. you. Okay. No. So let's be good with it. Okay. He was good with us not taking a wide receiver. Therefore, I am good with us. Oh, not I don't taking know. If, I don't know if he was good with him not taking a receiver, but I don't think they asked him or consulted with him. Uh, Mike, you know what? They wanted uh, they wanted to make him feel like he was at home. We'll discuss Will yeah, Levis exactly. after this. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Do you feel bad for guys like this? I mean, this happened with Brady Quinn years ago where you're sitting in the green room and all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's move this guy somewhere else because he's not getting picked. And we saw that with Will. You know, there's there's a player every year that it happens to. And when it happens to a high-profile quarterback, it gets magnified. So... I mean, what 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 a bummer! I I was there when Geno Smith was the guy that said, and he had the funny thing about it was he had that suit on, you know, with all the stuff, and then he gets picked in like the top five picks of day two, and he's wearing a sweater. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you do all this stuff to to you know to do the yeah, whole prepare. fashion thing, and then yeah. when you finally get your moment, you're you're wearing a, a sweater. <laughs> I did feel bad for uh, Will Levis. Billy, did you feel bad? Just like Will Levis watching that thing unfold and us having to watch Will Levis. I always feel bad in that spot. But the deeper you go in the draft, the the, the greater likelihood is you'll land on a very good team. And so, Well, also, also remember the thing is, too, for now at least, you know, he's not in the first round. 
he doesn't have to deal with a fifth-year option. I mean, you always got to look for positives, right? You go in the second round, it's a four-year straight four-year deal. Yeah. So you can become a free agent sooner, and they don't have that option for you if you're playing and playing well. So, you know, even as I said, you know, I, I remember interviewing Aaron Rodgers when I was working the draft. The, and when Aaron dropped into the 20s and he was ticked off. But we had him right after that. Greeny and I are interviewing him, and he's literally ticked off. And at one point, I was like, Aaron, I went 255 in the draft. I was just happy my name got called. You're drafted. You still went in the first round. You're a first-round quarterback. But, man, at, you know, at that age, that young age where you're on top of the world, he, he, he just wouldn't. He was like, no, he was ticked off. I was like, wow. You know, and, and, and I guess – because I was a late-round pick, my thought process is just get me to a position where I get issued shoulder pads and a helmet, <laughs> and then I have some control over what happens. But that's the mind, the thought process of a late-round pick as opposed to these guys that, that are, are thinking they're going in the first round. I think one of the interesting things with Will is – so Jalen Carter didn't slide that much, right? He had his off-the-field no. issues. Right. He had right. not a great pro day. Jackson Smith and Jigba had injuries, and he was kind of still didn't slide that much. Will had a toe situation, and a toe that cost him two games may be the reason why he was not drafted in the first round. And of all the parts on your body, the toe is what it is that probably costs this guy <laughs> millions of dollars in money in the draft. That would be something. Uh, I don't know if that, in fact, was the case, uh, but I know what you're saying. I mean, it, it is... It is amazing what little, especially nowadays, it gets, everything gets torn apart by a doctor. Um, again, that was probably part of it. Uh, but but as I said, he was my for, quite. In all honesty, I, I, a healthy Hendon Hooker would have been ahead of him, in in my opinion. Um, so you're you're going to get the possibility of two quarterbacks who could be the future of your team in Hooker and in Will Levis, not in the first round, and who knows. You know, maybe a quarter. Look at Brock Purdy. He was a seventh round. There's other quarterbacks out there as right. well that could maybe uh, hit it as, as well. So we'll see. Mike, when you look at the second round and the order of the team selecting, this might work out perfectly for Seattle. The fact that they got two players in the draft uh, in the first round that we both liked that we discussed earlier. But you have Pittsburgh. They're not going to take a quarterback, right? They just right. took uh, right. The kid last year, uh, Pickett. You have Arizona not taking a quarterback. You have the Lions who are happy with golf. You have the Colts who just took Richardson. And then it goes Rams and Seahawks. And so that could be a place for Levis and Hooker. So it looks like and yeah. Seattle could still end up with their quarterback if they're not taking one uh, in the first well, round. So to your point, Stu, now is when you try and steal. This is what happens now with teams. First round is first round. Now you try it. So guys like Levis, guys like Mayer, who were supposed, you know, first round talent that didn't go in the first round. Now it's how, where can you steal them? And that's what happens as you start going down your draft board to the guys projected to go, you know, in the second, third, fourth round. Can you get a second rounder? Can we trade and get them later in the second rounder? If we think maybe the end of the second round, could we push it, maybe get them in the third round? So now they're trying to, to do the steal thing. And it's a game, you know, of how far do you play the game to where somebody else takes a guy you're trying to maneuver back to get, you know, to get him at a spot that won't, you know, you're still slotted basically for pay. But that's kind of what goes on now. But there's, listen, we'll, we'll be talking about some second rounders and third rounders and maybe later than that, more than some of the first rounders because we know some of the right. first rounders will be busts. And we know some of the second through seventh rounders will be all pros at some point. That's that's just the way it works every year. I'm very upset I missed this message from Billy where he says he'd cut off his toe. Yeah, if I knew that if I knew that my toe was an issue and may cost me millions of dollars, I'd say cut it off. We'll do you it. You do together. a Ronnie Lot. Yeah, yeah, Billy would do a Ronnie Lot. Say, get yeah. rid of that thing. Get rid of that appendage. It's costing me money. <laughs> now, I don't know if that would impact my draft stock further because I'd then have nine toes, and then that would definitely yeah. be an issue. But True. I'd say, listen, you if to- you're going to take – worried about this toe, let's cut it off together on stage. Raj can cut it off for me. You know what I mean? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you'd, have to do a, you'd have to do a whole other pro day on nine toes to see yeah. how you would do. Yeah. A separate pro day for the players with yeah. nine toes? Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Old nine toes, Gil. <laughs> oh, he could have been a great one if he had ten toes. Billy oh. nine toes. Billy nine toes. Wow. Uh, Mike, before we get to the Eagles, uh, quickly, I love uh, I love the Bills pick of Kincaid, the tight end. Uh, Josh Allen needs a weapon. Uh, they got him one. I thought that was a great pick. What'd you think? Oh, to go with Knox. I mean, listen, if you can get two quality tight ends on the field at the same time. So yeah. And, and again, I had mayor maybe for personal reasons, but I still think he was the best tight end in this draft. He was certainly, he was certainly the most complete tight end. Uh, but Kincaid, what he does well, he's kind of like a wide receiver slash tight end. He can burn the middle of the field for you. He can stretch it as a tight end. Um, so that, that's a valuable, valuable weapon. I, Josh Allen had to be ecstatic yes. you know, when he saw that. Just another weapon to throw to. So, yeah, good pick. Uh, so the Eagles, Mike, you're Philadelphia Eagles who made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Jaylen, by the way, Georgia, Kirby Smart. My goodness, what that man is putting into the NFL every single year is absurd, Mike. The, well, the, and I, I say that because the Eagles got not one but two defenders out of out of uh, the University of Georgia. It's kind of like Kentucky years back, right? They were getting the yes. one and done's and having three and four first round picks. It was it was incredible. Do you want to talk about the rich get richer in a conference that we've already talked about that is not very deep? You know, we sit there and say Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets and they're a Super Bowl contender. Well, you know what? Get in line because there's a lot of teams in the AFC, but in the NFC, I mean, they're not. San Francisco has a ton of talent, but they have no. we have no idea what's going to happen at the quarterback position with the two injured guys right now. So, I mean, who are we talking about? Dallas, we expect every year, is Dallas finally going to do it? We don't know. Seattle. In the NFC. See, but we know Philadelphia is absolutely stacked without question with Jalen Hurts and what he did on that offense. That offensive line, Kelsey coming back, they do have to replace the right guard. But then defensively, my God, all these guys on what we talked about, and I covered them. This was a couple of years ago when I watched that defense. I did two of their games, and I said, this is one of the great defenses to play in college football. They have four guys. They have four guys off of that defense, and Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean already on the team, and then, of course, Carter and Nolan Smith. It's just stunning Imagine when they're all in the field at the same time. It's just going to be like, you know, another practice or another day at Georgia for them. But for, again, a defense that had 70 sacks. Now, they did lose a couple of safeties, obviously, but and so they have some holes to fill. Brian Branch is still out there. You know, maybe that's a guy that they can grab. I mean, the, the safety from Alabama, who is phenomenal. Uh, but, I mean, it, it is so Kirby Smart, tip of the cap to you. And these players, what you guys have done, and now you're all together again in Philadelphia. Wow. That's all I can say is, well, I, I, they have to be right now such a heavy favorite. I'm sure odds will come out at some point, right? Of, 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 everything of coming out of the, out of the NFC? Yeah, they have to be heavy favorites. Yeah. Heavy. He, while, while in the AFC, you could probably list five teams. In the NFC, it's Eagles and then whoever you want to stack up there, and we'll see what happens. Mike, what are we to do with the AFC? Like, I'm excited we have Aaron Rodgers, but Jesus Christ, when you talk... So here's here are the quarterbacks in that conference, okay? Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. I haven't gotten to Deshaun Watson yet. I haven't gotten to Bryce Young, who's going to be a rookie, or Anthony Richardson. I mean, Russell Wilson could have a resurgence. This yeah, is absurd right. how good the quarterbacks are uh, in the AFC. I'm not certain I've ever seen a conference with such great – like the imbalance of quarterbacks, AFC, NFC. I'm not certain I've ever seen that in all my years watching the NFL. And how young, because, you know, at a point we are at, you know, a Peyton Manning, an Eli Manning, a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, you know, the older quarterback guard, and we're like, okay, when these guys are done – and now with Brady out, three of them, you know, are done. And we still have Aaron Rodgers. We're like, okay, it's kind of like how the NBA, I think, the 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 influx of over the last years of, of the point of the guards and how good they've been. We're getting out of the quarterbacks in the NFL. 
And because you, the, all the guys you mentioned, let, let's start figuring out the average age. I mean, they're going to be around for a while. How many of these quarterbacks are still on their rookie deals and already putting themselves in top 10 category in the NFL? It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. So the amount of money that's going to be paid to quarterbacks soon already, but as I said, the, the next mark is going to be you know, X amount of years, X amount of money, two hundred million guaranteed. That's that's certainly where we're going with that position. I left two out. I mean, it's unbelievable. Tua. Yes, it, it it is it is stunning, and, and it is pretty wild now. With what I had said a while ago, a couple couple of drafts ago, when when the talks of the Justin Fields and the Jalen Hurts and stuff for the world coming out, I had said, and it's not like my opinion. I was like, name me the last Ohio State or Alabama quarterback that did anything in the NFL, right? And now you got, I like Justin Fields. All the people talking about trading him and taking Bryce Young, that's ridiculous. I love Fields. My God, maybe been sacked, what, 91 times in his first couple of years? I love that, you know, his passing needs to get better, but he's got to have the ability to pass and, and to stay there and pass. But between him, now we'll see what C.J. Stroud does for Ohio State. Jalen Hurts, and I still say he's an Alabama quarterback, even though he transferred the last year to Oklahoma. What he's doing, Tua was looking good till he got his, you know, his head bounced off the turf and it got handled horribly. So we're seeing some of the quarterbacks from those two teams because they're great college teams, but we're always like, okay, how do they translate to the NFL? For Ohio State and Alabama, it had been a long while before we talked about one of those colleges' quarterbacks that were great in the NFL. All right, Mike, it is time for your favorite part, uh, our favorite part of uh, of every draft. It's a staple. It's time to give letter grades, okay? Yep. Billy is oh, into God. this. Yeah. Letter grades. So, Mike, yeah. you tell us where you want to start here uh, <laughs> in terms of you want to go Houston Texans? Like, let's, let's start there. Yeah. Texans. We'll start with the Panthers. Let's just go in order. Okay. Now. All right. <laughs> All 31. He's going to kill us. I'm so waiting for the letters to be F and U. <laughs> so we'll do the top five. How about that? Oh, wow. This is more than I was expecting. Oh, wow. This is exciting. Yeah. The top five. Maybe the top two. Okay. Um, Car- Caroline, I mean, listen, you just have to go. They had the, the one pick. You just have to go on who they got. They got arguably. Now, I had Stroud at the top. Uh, but I, yeah, I think you have to give them an A. They, wow. they needed a quarterback. They brought in an offense in the offseason, right, in Hurst, in Thielen, in, in Chark. So they're trying to help out on the offensive side. Now they got a quarterback. I, listen, I'm, a, I'm one of those who is a generous grader. Hmm. I'll give them an A. Right. Houston, it's either a B, maybe a B-plus. The talent is an A-plus. But because of the assets that they gave up and they need quantity – that's what maybe brings it down a little bit to a, to an A minus or a B plus. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm going to go A minus. A minus. A minus for the yeah. Texans. Okay. Remember, they gave up a first rounder next year, but they also had to. Yeah. B plus? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, A minus. Okay. Cool. Um, Colts, Anthony Richardson. Huh. We're not going to, we're obviously not going to know for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Ungraded? I mean,. Yeah, maybe an I for incomplete. <laughs> it's going to be a while. An I and C. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Seattle, I give an A for sure. I mean, Seattle did great. Yeah. And getting the wide receiver. I mean, I'm still having a chance not, to get a quarterback today. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly right. I, right. I love what they have done. They're back in the fold there. You know, the Rams were still not sure of. The Cardinals, I have no idea about. You know, 49ers still have all the talent, but we don't know about the quarterback. So, Let's see what Seattle can do. Mike, the Seahawks, and I can't believe I'm saying this. What a strange world we've arrived in 10 years after the Jets had them. They might look at the landscape of the NFC and say, hey, you know what? We have the best quarterback in that conference. (laughs) We're the second best. Yes. I mean, yeah. Think think about you just rattled off everything in the (laughs) AFC. The NFC, it's Jalen Hurts. And then where are you going? (laughs) Geno. I mean, Gino, you got Gino, you got Dak Prescott. Yes. I mean, Kirk Cousins. You can make an argument Gino Smith last year was the second best quarterback in the NFC. An easy one. Yeah. Yes. And listen, if 
think if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt and led that team to the Super Bowl, he'd be listed as one of the one of the better quarterbacks. I mean, that's where we are right now. I know. You know, where where are we putting Kyler Murray? I'm still not sold. So I, I the NFC, man, what a crapshoot. I know. All right. So you went After AA Philly. minus A. You done grading? You good? I thought I thought yeah, for I'm sure done. your five were gonna be F U C K U or something like that. No, no, I you know, I'll do that on my own to you guys because <laughs> Aggravates huh. the hell out of me. I hate grades. You know what I hate even worse, and he's got to hate it even worse. Todd McShay has is going to have to do a mock draft pretty soon for next year. I can't year. wait. I can't wait to oh crush his Jets pick. He promised you guys he'd have it by Thursday. <laughs> he oh. did. He promised me he'd have it by Thursday, Mike. That is just stunning. I wow. need it. Yeah, <laughs> Mike oh. is going to crush their pick. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. He's going to have the Packers taking a nose tackle. <laughs> All right, Mike, what are you doing uh, the rest of the weekend here for DraftKings? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go on, on my son Gojo's show and hang out there. And I'm, I'm in Boston at their studio, so that means I get to see my son Jake, his wife Jenny, and my grandson Jackson. So that's what All I'll, right. be. I'll be doing. I'll be doing grandpa stuff after those last couple of days. All right. Uh, well, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the time with family. Hopefully your Notre Dame tight end uh, – well, hopefully he gets yeah. drafted. Yeah. Someone. Oh, hopefully he gets drafted. <laughs> I'd like to see the Jets take him if they can get him. You know. Man, he he's going to be one ticked off second rounder. That's for sure. With a with a chip on his shoulder. Good for him. He'll he'll. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be excellent. He'd be great for the Dolphins. In all seriousness, Billy, he'd be great for Tua. He would be. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll definitely see. would. Yeah. Right, Billy wants enjoy. champions. He doesn't want guys who just yeah, merely exactly. make it to the final four. You know. Yeah. Okay, we're done. All right, so and well. we're done. <laughs> and we're done. God bless football. Nope. Hey, Derek, how are you? Doing great, doing great. Glad to be here. Thank you for the time, sir. We appreciate it. No problem, no problem. Let's start uh, Let's start with USAA, which is a fantastic company. My dad is a member. Uh, tell us what you're doing with USAA, my friend. Well, um, I'm partnering with USAA. Uh, just um, salute the service with the Whiteman Air Force Base in Leavenworth. Uh, just to uh, um, just to give back and let them know how much they're appreciated. Uh, we got a chalk talk with them coming up soon and uh, being able to be around those heroes. You know, they think a lot about us, about being professional athletes. Uh, we think more about them. So uh, just being able to give back and uh, show appreciation uh, by being in their presence, honestly. does uh, Do you have any members of your family who are in the military? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my dad, who's deceased now, uh, over... 15 since 2007 so over 15 years now but uh he he sailed the uh, um, uh the USS New Jersey actually in two uh in 1967 wow burned the purple purple heart uh, for, for helping uh rescuing the ship as it was under attack so uh when you talk about uh, um just being in the military uh being a hero at that but being able to perform at a high level and earn a, a purple heart it was pretty cool pretty cool to be a, uh, to be a part of that and to hear about my dad's story uh uh but yeah it was pretty cool i'd say more than pretty cool i'd say the coolest your dad accomplished <laughs> a lot more than you did my man <laughs> yeah and, and you talk about bravery you know i i i, I got to run into you know a 300 pound man but i'm not i'm not uh, handling big missiles and all that stuff on on the on the ship uh, U.S. I don't know if I I said the ship, but it's U.S.S. Uh, New Jersey. Okay, yeah, you did say it. Uh, okay. That's very that, yeah, okay. that's very cool. Um, Derek, what do you remember most about? You were a great player. You were a great player in college. You played at Texas. We'll get to that in a second. You were a great player in the NFL. What, and tonight's the NFL draft. What do you remember most about the night you were drafted? The day, the night leading up to you were uh, you getting drafted? I was nervous wreck. Nervous wreck. <laughs> Even though I was going first round, you would think, oh, you're going first round. Just chill. It's not like that because you don't know a team. You, your whole life is about to change. Think about this. You're you're you're. You've been manifesting this since you were a little kid. Hey, you know how kids say, I'm going to the NFL. That's what right. I want to do, NFL. Yeah. And you actually say that for a while and you actually believe it and you actually have a chance to live it out. It's a big, big deal. And uh, when I got uh, picked up uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs in 2005, first round, man, uh, uh, overjoyed, 
family, friends, everybody around me, you know, you know, screaming and hollering. And uh, I got to tell you, man, uh, it was a dream come true. And I really, really lived in the moment. I enjoyed the moment, my 14 years in the NFL. So this was, this this is pretty cool. I, I get chills knowing that these kids are about to live out their dream and uh, they don't know where they're going. You never know how the draft goes. You, right. you'll, you'll go slide up or down depending on the board, but it doesn't matter. It's what you do when you get there. Uh, now armed with some perspective, a little bit of age, a little bit. I said a little bit, a little bit of age. Uh, if you had to do it over again, uh, would you do anything differently? Oh, what, uh, do what over again? Do the whole draft process oh, over man, again. Oh, man, you know yeah. what? I would I I would be a little more calm. Just right. You you know you, now that I know I'm older, you got to control what you can control, right? You can't yeah. you can't control that stuff. So uh, as much as possible, enjoy that day. Don't be so nervous. Don't be so just all going crazy in your mind. Because uh, when that team, it's only one team you can get, you know one team can date you. So it's only be one that you're going to be married to <laughs> for a while. And uh, knowing that Kansas City picked me up, it was. It was one of those things where uh, you do want it to be the right team, obviously. Sure. That 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 gets you um, the anticipation going. But uh, just enjoying the moment a little bit more. I enjoyed it, but just enjoy it a little bit more. Did you think you were going earlier than you actually went? Actually, I did. I was uh, really slotted from uh, the 10th pick to the 15th pick, which – which is a you know uh, back in the day it's fifteen minutes per per deal. So if you don't go ten and you know you you know eleven didn't pick you up twelve and I'm like oh my goodness what's going <laughs> on? But uh, now that I look back, man, it was it was perfect. That's why just like Aaron Rodgers, you know that that story, yes. you know yeah. getting skipped in a draft and that was actually my year. Everybody's looking at him, it's embarrassing and this and this. It's really not, man. It's like, man, come on. I, I, I'm, I've already won, right? I've already won. Let's see where I go and see where I can uh, get better. I know there's money involved. There's ego involved. but I, And we've become friendly our show with Aaron Rodgers. And I have told him, hey, that was a blessing in disguise. Because you landed on the team. The further you fall, the better the team is. And so you, land, you landed on a good team. He landed on a good team. That is true, and and believe it or not, uh, as a twenty two year old, you don't think like that. You you, right. tell, you tell them that, but they're like, I want to go one. I just want to. It's like, it's like not really, not so fast. You know, you, you you're going to get money. Money's going to come, but it's really about your second and and your second contract, or if you're blessed enough to get your third contract, that's where the real real money is. Uh, now, don't get me wrong; they get paid well, but it's 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 a it's better to be on a better team, better situation, so you can have longevity. Not not moving fast, and you want to move right. Right. Derek Johnson with us on behalf of USAA, and we'll talk about that again in just a second here. But I'm wondering, so you went to Texas. You're on a show called God Bless Football. Chris Sims is one of the co-hosts of that show, of this show. Okay, he's not here today, but he's one of the co-hosts. So yeah, I don't know what he has to do today that's more important than this. Well, he's doing the draft <laughs> is what he's doing. Uh, that's what he's doing. Uh, but do you, like, give us a good Sims story just so we can play it back for him and embarrass him if you have oh, one Oh, my for goodness, us. man. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Sims is two years older than me. And I tell you what, uh, uh, Chris Sims has always been Hollywood. Has always been Hollywood. You talk about uh, you talk about somebody that has a heck of an arm. You talk about a strong prototypical arm uh, size, and, and you know had it all. You know mental ability, especially his dad uh, growing up in a football family. But uh, it, it was it's he's always been a, a guy that 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 never had a lot of problems. Uh, well, that I would I would know <laughs> right that you're team. aware of. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so I, I'm saying that because I know somebody gonna say no. I you know that guy man. He you know I hated him or something. Like no, he lived a charm life, dude. I mean, he yeah, did. Yeah. Uh, no, well, 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 that's good to see him uh, carrying on that character that he had when I saw him. Even though he was a superstar, he was a guy that was always humble and always trying to get better. He, he loved ball he loved ball obviously he still talks about it to the day and actually breaks down stuff so i follow him on social media but uh chris sims is a is a guy that's a um, um uh, was a friend a great teammate at the time and a heck of a player and uh wish he played played more in, in the league actually but hollywood he's he's hollywood he's definitely hollywood for sure. For sure. <laughs> that's the only part we're gonna play back for him is that he's hollywood <laughs> <laughs> How about the whole Kyle Shanahan tattoo? Were you aware of that when you were at Texas? I was not aware. What's the net? What's the, what? What is the tattoo? 
So him, Kyle Shanahan, a couple of other guys, they all have a tattoo of Kyle Shanahan's face on their ankle. It's weird. Oh, my goodness. I, I know. You know what? I didn't know it at the time, but I know all those guys stayed together. I think B.J. Johnson, a lot of those guys yes. all stayed together, and they were, uh, I think, at the Gables uh, apartments. I, I should, I, But at the time, if you're staying at the Gables, you got you got a little bit of money. See, we, <laughs> we didn't have – there wasn't no NIL deals yet. So we were, we were, we were just we – were, we were in the dorms. I, inf- I inflated the story just a little bit. They actually had each other's initials tattooed on their ankles, but you can't do that, right? Like, you can't have a KS on your ankle, can you? Not at all. That, Thank that's you. not Hollywood-like, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Derek Johnson with us. I want to play uh... – I want to play a quick game with you before you get out of here. We'll do it in a second. I'll try to squeeze all this in. Do you remember, like, seeing Patrick Mahomes at practice for the first time, did you say to yourself, oh, man, this guy's going to be great, or did it take a minute? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, when they moved up in the draft to get him, because I think Deshaun Watson was still on the board and didn't take him, I'm like, because I kind of know everybody knows Watson a little bit more than the Texas Tech quarterback at that time, even though Texas Tech, you know, you throw for a lot of yards at Texas Tech, but they usually don't quite pan out in the NFL. But after we picked him up and he was our scout team quarterback, the best scout team quarterback ever. I mean, you talk about no look passes and just just I mean, I got flushed at the most. <laughs> in wait, the defense the, the defense had to be like, wait a second, this guy's better than the actual quarterback we're going to be no, playing. Exactly, and that's <laughs> where we were like, oh my goodness. So, but he he exceeded everyone's expectations, and I tell you what, man, you talk about a great guy. You talk about a guy that that that's going to be here for a long, long while, and it's going to bring more championships to Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes. All right, uh, quick game. We'll get you out of here. We'll talk about USAA one more time on the way out. But you played for Andy Reid. You played for uh, Herm Edwards. And you played for Mac Brown. Okay? So a quick game, all right, of Reid, Herm, or Mac. I'm going to give you just like four or five quick questions. You tell me the guy most likely, okay? The one most likely to tear up a dance floor. Andy Reid, Herm Edwards, or Mac Brown? Herm Edwards all day long. He really? Talks, oh, oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> He's a, he's a DB at heart, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, that was quick. Like, you were like, what are you, what are you kidding me? <laughs> the other two can't dance. That's why. Okay, good. <laughs> the one most likely to pay for dinner, Reed, Herm, or Mac? Oh, man. It would have to be Mac. I would have to be Mac. Mac is, Mac is a guy that, that that's fine dining type of guy. He's, Mac can be the president. Mac, Mac is like that. Mac is okay. like that. I like that. Uh, this is a tough spot for you. The one least likely to pay for dinner. Um, it would probably have to be Andy because and, Andy's not going to go to a nice dinner. He's just going to go to a burger shack and just eat, <laughs> eat a couple burgers and probably let us pick up the bill. <laughs> <laughs> not just a couple of burgers. <laughs> we just had him on. We asked him how he was going to celebrate winning the Super Bowl. Oh, he said man. by eating cheeseburgers. That was yeah, it. That's him. Yeah. That's him. He's the best. Uh, the best sense of humor. Um. Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards for sure. And but you know what? After I see that State Farm uh, um, commercial with Andy Reid, that, that was that was something. That was pretty something. <laughs> I mean, the one who thinks probably, they have the the one who thinks they have the best sense of humor. Right, right. Probably, probably Herm Edwards. Probably yeah. Herm. <laughs> probably Herm Edwards. All right, last one. We'll get you out of here. The one that loved the sound of their own voice the most. Oh my goodness! Oh, it have to be man. It have to be Mac. It have to. Be really? Mac. I thought you were gonna go Herm there for yeah, sure. You know what? I, I was gonna say Herm, but Mac Brown. I mean, he's a he he's a he's a talker, man. He. I mean, uh, he, you talk really. You could put both of those guys up there. They they talk well. They talk well. That's one of those. Not that Andy doesn't talk well, but right. We talk a little bit more than Andy. Uh-huh. Got it. All right. You're a good man. You're a good talker, by the way. Uh, USAA, tell us one more time on the way out here uh, what you're doing with USAA. I'm really I'm, I'm excited about this because I love the company. My dad gets so many benefits out of being a member of USAA. Yes, with USAA, um, I'm, I'm, I'm partnering with the, the, the military uh, members at Leavensworth and White Airmen Force Base, actually. Sorry, um, but we're, we're being a truck doing a truck talk with them and being able to be around those heroes, being able to talk face to face, get personable, and uh, uh, see their stories. They want to ask us questions, and we kind of want to uh, make sure they know that they're very, very important uh, um, to the country, and not only to uh, to the country, but to us professional athletes. 
All right, uh, Derek, you're a good man. Keep uh, keep doing great work, man. That's fantastic, and I'm glad that you teamed up with USAA. Obviously, means a lot to you, but uh, we appreciate your time, sir. Thank you so much. All right, man. Since the dawn of mankind, we've cooked our food over an open flame and debated the best way to grill. One thing not up for debate, grilling and beer always go together. And not just any beer will do. Whether you barbecue Texas style or just celebrate Wednesday with burgers and dogs, you need a beer that tastes great and is less filling. So you have more room for food. You need Miller Lite. It's spring slash summer. It feels almost unbearable. You need a cold drink in your hand to just cool your whole body off. Just getting the chills thinking about it. Guess what? Miller Lite not only does that, but Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, tastes as great as your barbecue. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller Time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.